if you were thinking more towards like the sonic branding aspect of finding a specific sound or um, a musical tone that uh, represents the company, the way that I like to approach it is what don't you sound like? Because sometimes that's too obtruse of an idea to think about. But like if you know of something that's your competition, maybe they have a sound and you go, you know, I'm not this sound because I don't like this. I don't know. I just wanted to put that out there that um, recognizing your competition and also to Ahmed's point, asking your customers, what what sounds do you do you portray? So again, I'm going into the more of the sonic branding element of it, but I just wanted to put that out there. Welcome to Audio Branding, the hidden gem of marketing. Sound plays a more important role in human behavior and our decision-making than you may realize. In this podcast, I'll help you understand the art and science of sound so you can better influence others in business and your life. I'm your host, Jody Krangle. Let's delve a little deeper. This is the second part of our Clubhouse discussion on the power of digital audio for customer engagement. Xavier, thank you for joining us up here on stage. Did you have a question or a comment? Yeah, I know that, yeah, as you said, there's a lot going on today in the room, so let me see if I can condense it here. Uh, I'm a voice actor, voice brand, and I'm also an on-camera actor, comedian, performer, and have a brand in those areas. Can that add value to this uh, AI space? You know, do, are, are there developers that that could find value in the actors, not only that we hear, but also the actors that we see. They could be celebrities or they could be working familiar actors like myself. You know, I'm, I'm not doing too much red carpet, probably doing a lot more red wine than red carpet, but that's another discussion. <laughs> uh, but you get my point. Like, you know, I'm, I'm around, I'm doing my thing. And I think people, I have an audience, I have a cult following. And, and is that of value to developers? And if so, which developers for which AI or synth voice technology? So that's my question. I hope that was clear. If not, I'm certainly available to clarify. Uh, it's it's sort of clear. I, I'm tr I'm trying to sort of get my head around exactly what you're trying to ask there. Um, I know that uh, voice AI does use voice actors on a regular basis, and people have their voices synthesized and, and created for voice AI applications all the time, and it's getting better and better. So things that might have taken, for instance, 10,000 utterances previously are now only taking 2,000. So it's becoming less and less onerous for the voice actor to be able to supply that voice so that the algorithm can work out how to synthesize that voice. Um, it's all about permission, though, and it depends on whether or not you're giving permission. So what you want is an actual relationship with a, a synth AI company. So a, a voice AI company that you would approach, you know, there are a bunch of them out there. And uh, you could totally do that and, and have your voice as part of someone's offering as a, one of the voices on their voice AI system. And you would get a, a kind of um, like a residual, I guess. Um, it will be a lot less than you're probably used to as a residual, though, because it probably is doing long form for really quick changes in, let's say, IVR or reading articles on major publishers, websites, that kind of thing. Um, I would suggest that if you're really interested in this kind of thing, that you look at the Open Voice Network. 
because that is uh, a it's an organization that actually works on the ethics of all of this. And I know that Ahmed has definitely been involved in some things with that as well. And I know, Gina, you've been there too, right? Yes. And Audrey has been a part of that. And well. Audrey has also been a part of that. Yeah. Yeah. So they're a good person to look into for that kind of thing if you're really interested in getting deeper into that, Xavier. Okay, so let me let me try to briefly rephrase my question because I know you don't have a lot of time. Uh, <laughs> if, if I'm interested in licensing my voice, say through like a like, like a Verifone to to AI and uh, dubbing, right? Uh, how can I capitalize on all of my brands, including my voice brand? Like if I'm an actor, you know, doing various things on television and things, you know, how can I make that a part of those different parts of my brand? Uh, of service to AI? Is there a fit for those other aspects of me other than my voice at AI? I'm really not sure how to answer that, actually, to be honest. I mean, I know about the voice aspect of this. Um, I know that, for instance, Respeecher is responsible for putting the voice on Darth Vader and, for instance, you know, the old, the young voice of uh, uh, Luke Skywalker in uh, The Mandalorian and, you know, that kind of thing. So there are actors needed to do that. And and then you put the skin over uh, that acted voice. So there's both room for the, the, the skin and the acted voice. There's two parts of that. Um, as far as the actual ask, acting, like the visual portion of that, I'm really not sure. I think, you know, there's a, a lot of research that would need to go into that. But one of the things you could do is reach out to some of those synth, those voice AI companies and see what they offer and what they can offer you. Yeah, yeah, because some of them, uh, I've done uh, some pretty iconic characters for Transformers and Mattel, and I've got some things in the works, and they have reached out to me to do for some for some various AI offers. So I think Open Voice sure. Network is going to be helpful for me in waiting that through. But I wonder if anybody else has any thoughts or feedback on on my question. But otherwise, I appreciate it. No problem. Anyone else? Go ahead, I'll, Steve. I'll give just one comment, Xavier. I mean, look, at the end of the day, your brand is your brand. So any and all of these things that you're doing that become part of a resume uh, could potentially make you bankable, um, particularly if there's a voice, if there's something that you're doing that's character driven that you can continue to do that isn't wrapped up legally somewhere else with another company, um, that, that gives you options to, to monetize that just like an influencer. And I think AI will get to the point where you'll have opportunities to do that, certainly as we move more into, uh, you know, the interchangeable realities of the, the metaverse um, and people kind of choosing their own identities. You know, maybe they want to use a, a voice that's yours if they're associating it with a particular character. So I think the value in all of the things that you're doing and the experiences that you're doing simply comes down to sales and marketing 101. Um, because if I'm a, an AI company, I'm looking for voices, here's a recognizable talent, and I can benefit from some shared equity with that person's voice, then you know that may result in more opportunities or better pricing. 
so so that's probably how I would look at it. I mean, the skill sets certainly are going to help you, but I think at the end of the day, it's really doing all of these things that are resume building, and can you parlay that into I'm an influencer, I'm this, I'm that, therefore use of my voice in AI should be worth something and hopefully worth more than somebody who doesn't have that expertise. Yeah. Um, the, the reason that I mention Open Voice Network is because they have a contract that you could possibly use as a, a template for you to negotiate with companies like that. But you can also talk with Jim Kennelly over at Lotus. So uh, yeah. he's, yeah, he's really phenomenal. big on that. Yeah. He's I'm, I'm chatting with him right now. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. So I hear what you're saying. Right. Go ahead and bring it back to the basics that, you know, you know, we I don't we don't read minds, the client's minds or the end users or buyers minds in terms of what their possibilities are. But what we can do is offer them as many possibilities as possible. So I appreciate sure. the feedback. Audrey, did you want to say something? Uh, yes, I did. The one thing that I would say that I'd be a little careful with is like, let's say you're associated with one brand and you, you're on camera for them. And then you're on all of their media, you're their voice. That might limit you from being somebody else's voice uh, because you're too associated. You know what I mean? Um, just something to think about. Mm -hmm. and, and that's the, the conflicts and things like that that I want to be aware of and mindful of and just up to speed on. Sure. And that'll be involved in whatever contracts you're probably going to put together with whatever company you decide to work with. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's lots to unpack there. Hopefully we did answer uh, at least a, a portion of what you were hoping to get there. <laughs> very helpful. Very helpful. Thank you. Glad to be helpful. Okay, great. Um, Jeff, thank you for joining us on stage. Thank you for your patience. <laughs> Can you, of course. Uh, do you have a question or comment? Go ahead. I do. Yeah, thank you. I'd be curious to hear from uh, any of the folks on the panel, uh, you Jody as well, um, maybe some, uh, you know, a couple kind of tangible, concrete steps, a, a business, you know, let's say maybe a mid-sized business that has not even ex remotely explored the world of sonic branding, sonic marketing, but you know that perhaps uh, you know dips their toes in all the other marketing arenas, social media, video, uh, etc. You know, maybe what are some of the first couple things they should be looking at doing? Uh, I would say start reading. <laughs> Type in what is sonic branding, what is sound strategy. Uh, what is sound and marketing? Like start the research and see what's out there because uh, there's a lot out there now. This is what I was gonna say with uh, to Audrey's point earlier that I got distracted was that um, a lot of people come to me now saying, I read this, I read this, what about this? And that wasn't happening three or four years ago. There was very little documentation. There was very few actual research studies. Now there's a ton. So like if you just research something about like sound in healthcare or, you know, just kind of get creative with it, start your own research first. Um, you know, another option is that I have a course on the fundamentals of sound and marketing that can kind of get your brain going. So uh, you can go to sound a great course as well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and, and if I, if I could just to kind of hold it in, I mean, certainly sure. uh, 
absolutely the the smartest step one advice to read. But like any um, new category um, of exploration, the first thing that's going to happen is you're going to quickly be uh, I, I presume, like any other industry, overloaded with options yes. and to dos, and you end up with a to do list of fifty things. So yes. I guess I'm I'm looking for maybe some kind of concrete things, like okay, you know, you haven't done anything. So after you read and after you take uh, your course, you know, here's the you know one to three things you know I'd say start with doing. I know that we're all dealing with a lot of stuff these days, so I particularly wanted to acknowledge those that have taken the time to leave honest reviews of this podcast, like Pamela Muldoon, who says, audio as part of your marketing strategy. I could not agree more with Jody's assessment that audio branding is the hidden gem of marketing. Now more than ever, how your brand sounds is becoming just as important as it looks and feels. The short, succinct episodes of this podcast, and I think she's referring to my solo episodes, are filled with nuggets, easy to listen to, that voice, thank you very much, and are perfect for binging. Nice work, Jody. Well, thank you, Pamela. It means a lot to me that you're getting some good information here. Thanks again for the review. And now, back to the show. Um, so, yeah, and I, I think I think I understand uh, where Jeffy's coming from, which is, the same phenomenon that I saw, and I think probably everybody saw, when social media was emerging, everybody, all the businesses were ignoring, ignoring, thinking that, hey, Facebook is just for going around, telling people how I'm having a great vacation, whatever. And they were asking, I remember uh, um, uh, folks asking um, me, because we were doing something in voice and, and speech, so we were cutting edge, we were viewed by our customers as cutting edge. And at the time, social media was viewed as cutting edge and saying, hey, this, this thing, this social media thing, what do you think is going? I said, I don't know, actually. Um, but the way it turned out is it became social media, right? Um, became an engagement tool, a way to engage your customers, to tell them what's going on, to give them a form to, um, to, 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 you know, to tell you how it's going and to get closer to the brand and use it to get closer to the brand in many ways. Right. And so let's say I have a love pizza hut. Um, and I have a lot of memories with pizza huts and, and it's, it has a special place in my heart. All right. Um, then maybe I'll visit that and, you know, and I'll, 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 you know, I'll use it as a way to have it be part of my life world in a way. Right. So I'll give you a couple examples of businesses um, uh, doing something concrete. And I always tell folks, um, start with your customers and, 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 and think about um, how you could engage your customers. And here are some tools, right, as opposed to, you know, go learn about the tools a lot and then come back. Just start with your customers, start with your use case. And one use case, for example, you know, an easy way uh, to illustrate is um, some of my customers are restaurants. So, you know, and so the restaurant owner, right, um, they would like their customers to be always happy uh, with their service, with their food, with the pricing, with, uh, with the ambiance and everything. And they want them to come back, right? Um, uh, they want, they want, um, especially restaurants in our local. They want, they want, they want the, the restaurant to be part of people's lives, right? And so, one way, um, audio we introduce audio for them is let your customers tell you how much they love, um, they love you. Um, you know, let's say they are, you know, they they came and they celebrated the birthday, um, or their grandma, and the grandma is there, and everybody is is uh, is singing a happy birthday, and they sing it, and it's it's captured, and and somebody says, I love this restaurant. We've been coming here for 22 years. Uh, hopefully, it will keep on coming in, coming on for the next 22 years. And they say it like that. People hear it, 
again, um, audio conveys that uh, intimacy, that authenticity. Um, so that's an example of, so my, my general guidance is educate yourself about the space, but uh, always start with, with your customers and ask yourself the question, how do I use this tool? And that's why the education comes in is you need to know what tools are out there. How do you use these various tools or one of these tools just to start? Um, and then pl plugging myself, okay? One way of doing it is to engage your customers by enabling them to speak. Or perhaps uh, you have one guy or one gal in your restaurant, an employee who is a character and everybody knows, and that character maybe leaves five minutes, uh, you know, a week of audio by themselves and they have a story to tell about the restaurant and people listen to it through the Amazon Echo. So there are a lot of things to do, um, but the, 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 the solution is to think, to know about the tools and just to think about how do I get something out to my customers using one of these tools, whether it's podcasting uh, or any of the other ones that are out there. Anyway, so those are my two cents. And a very good two cents there. Thanks, Ahmed. Uh, there's a lot of things to think about this. Um, Jeff, another thing is that all of our senses work together. So for instance, and I know that Steve has done a lot of research on this, your taste is affected by what you hear. So if a, a restaurant has a particular ambiance, the sound that people are hearing as they have their meal is going to affect how they experience the taste of that meal. So think about what environment you're creating in wherever you're trying to use sound and and make that um, an all-encompassing kind of sensory experience. It, it might just be, uh, there's a, a bunch of different ways to do that, but lots of ways to think about it is, is what I'm getting at here. And uh, hopefully that gives you some ideas. <laughs> no, that, that's great. And, and it's, it's funny because we, we all know how important it is and more so we're all acutely aware when it's bad, but it's probably something most businesses overlook in considering. So that's a great point, Judy. Mm, so true. Yeah, we, we notice it a lot when it's bad. <laughs> when we don't notice it, it, it actually is working, I guess, in a way. That's right. It means yeah. they've done something right. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I just wanted to add mm -hmm. one thing, because depending on where your viewpoint is, Jeff, on like what kind of sound you wanted to utilize, if you were thinking more towards like the sonic branding aspect of finding a specific sound or um, a musical tone, that uh, represents the company, the way that I like to approach it is what don't you sound like? Because sometimes that's too obtruse of an idea to think about. But like, if you know of something that's your competition, maybe they have a sound and you go, you know, I'm not this sound because I don't like this. I don't know. I just wanted to put that out there that um, record recognizing your competition and also to Ahmed's point, asking your customers, what, what sounds do you do you portray? So again, I'm going into the more of the sonic branding element of it, but I just wanted to put that out there. Oh, uh, no, absolutely. That, that's exactly what I'm going after. Mm -hmm. um, you know, one follow-up, if you care to discuss, uh, Jody, of course, up to you, but, um, you know, Ahmed uh, made me think about this. You know, everything you described, quite frankly, um, you know, if, if I was working with a business it seems like in, in today's climate, except for maybe radio, the advice would, would be to do all those things you mentioned as a video. Hey, that's a great video for YouTube, Facebook, uh, TikTok, you know, whatever the brand is, is kind of jumping into. And, and, and so maybe a topic for you guys is, you know, where is that line? Where do you say, again, except for the obvious being radio, but where do you draw that line and say, hey, that's something that's maybe better suited for just audio and not video? 
Well, there's a podcast. I mean, there are a lot of branded podcasts out there that don't necessarily speak yeah. specifically on what the company does, but more what they're trying to get out into the world, what their passions are as a company. So, you know, there's all sorts of ways that this can go on. And Sonic logos are definitely a part of that. But it depends on what your business is. So if your business is making kettles, or, you know, then that uh, appliance has a sound. And, you know, if you're if your business is making automobiles, then that automobile has a sound. There's all all sorts of things that go into this. And I'm sure that a lot of people on the panel here have much more in-depth answers than I do. But it's a it's a very wide ranging um, thing. So there, there's a, a lot to discuss about it. And it really depends on what you in particular are after and want to achieve and what you want, what emotion you want people to feel when they experience your brand. Hopefully that makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and uh, Cheryl, thank you for joining us. Good to see you here. Thank you, Jody. I'm really enjoying this panel. Thank you so much for the information. And speaking of doing two things at once, I was listening while Audrian, uh, I was doing things while Audrian, Ahmed, and all of you were speaking, and I was kind of going, oh, 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 but <laughs> wasn't able to actually respond. And Audrey, I love what you said about educating the client and, you know, and also tying in with what you said, Ahmed, about ask your customer, because not only as a voice talent, um, but as a consumer, as a customer, when I listen to ads, where I feel, and I just heard one this morning that was a national brand, and I thought, does this company really know who their demographic is? And you would think for a national company they would, but when I hear voices that really don't match me as a consumer for the demographic that I'm in and someone who consumes that product, it actually has the reverse effect. I'm, I'm a bit repelled by it because it makes me think they did this on, on the cheap, as opposed to really researching and finding out and respecting who their customer is enough to present um, a qualified gatekeeper. I don't know if I expressed that correctly, but I just wanted to applaud the work that you're doing because I think it's really necessary. And especially, as you mentioned, I think it was Audrey, you said with you know more people not caring and now all of a sudden they want everything that hopefully part of that education is letting them know get to know your customer and what you know not only the sound of your customer the demographic and they may be one in, in the same but um i just wanted to put that out there and also say hello and thank you for this room i'm complete <laughs> thanks cheryl that's a very good point yeah it, it's one of those things that uh you know unfortunately i think it's a it's it's a afterthought for a lot of people and they just don't give it any thought at all so, uh, you know, Audrey, it's good to hear that people are coming to you now and, and saying that they want to do something about it, because obviously now they're thinking about it, which is good. <laughs> are you looking for ways to improve your company's or podcast's impact? You'd be surprised how powerful the use of an intentional audio branding strategy can be. Want to know more? I have a free downloadable PDF that gives you my five tips for implementing an intentional audio strategy at voiceoversandvocals.com slash audio-branding-strategy. That location does ask to put you on a mailing list just to send you updates on when the new podcasts come out. But if you really don't want to give your email out, I understand. Just contact me directly. My email is all over my website and I'll make sure you get that PDF without needing to sign up anywhere. 
If you do sign up though, you also get access to a resources section called The Studio, where I have videos, white papers and PDFs, discounts from my guests and snippets of audio from my guests that no one else gets to hear. So maybe it's worth your while, totally up to you. And of course, if you're looking for voiceovers, you can get in touch with me about that too. Now back to the podcast. Um, uh, just want to say hi to Cheryl. It's great to see you. Hi, I'm Ed. Good to see you too and <laughs> to hear the, you. You're the best. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's just basics, right? Like, uh, who's your customer? And, and now that we have, um, AI that, that can do personalization, uh, if you have, you know, if you have five segments of your, of your five segments that your customers are, maybe as things become, as you can, if you can afford it, maybe create five kinds of ads. And then knowing who you are, right, it presents the ad that uh, suits you and, and conveys the brand in the right way. Um, anyway, I think there's a lot of work ahead of us, I think, uh, to get to the quality that we need to get to. Uh, but that's a good thing, right? Work is good. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, does anyone on my panel want to have any last words? Because we are at the time. And uh, I just want to give you a, a moment to say what you would like to say before we say goodbye. <laughs> Uh, I might just add, you know, all this talk of, of sonic identity. Um, one of the things that's kind of evolved in my own thinking is, you know, thinking less about just the distinctive assets themselves. You know, we, we tend to, when we talk about sonic identity, we start talking about these assets like a sonic logo or a voice or a brand theme. Um, and I think particularly as we move into this world of more immersive experiences, our sonic identity is really going to be uh, more than just these assets. It's going to be uh, a sonic experience of our birth. So as much as we've been talking about in different places. We're losing you, Steve. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. I, have, you, have I lost you completely? Okay, there you go. You're back. back. Yeah. <laughs> okay, try that again. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I was... I don't know where you, you've lost me. Well, I, the point I was trying to make was when we think about sonic identity, think about sonic experience. And the real key is how you have a consistent experience of the brand across multiple touch points. Um, so that should drive some of the thinking. And, you know, Jeff was talking about what can we do? I think a simple thing you can do at the very beginning is just take your brand and start thinking about what are all the places where a consumer can hear my brand? And then start asking yourself, how are we showing up there? How are we using sound right now? Because most brands aren't mute, for better or for worse, they're probably, you know, already have some uh, identity that they've developed by default. So I, I think that's my closing comment. In all of these discussions, be aware of, of the experience, be aware of how that experience forms a perception of the brand um, in the ears and ultimately the mind of the consumers and to whatever extent um, you can be consistent with that, uh, do that and, and you'll, you'll be on your road, on the road. Perfect. Thank you so much, Steve. That's a really good ending thought there. And uh, yeah, I think we're going to call it here, but thank you so much to my panelists. Could I uh, really quick while you just have the opportunity to, <laughs> to thank you, Jody, for all your hard work in doing all these events that you do uh, multiple times a week. They're really fantastic. And, and to having a panel like this, that's kind of very different from what we've uh, probably heard. And these are all um, uh, great uh, input and, and ideas from the panel. So thank you all. 
Thanks so much for being here, Jeff. Yeah, I love doing these. So yeah, there will be more. <laughs> but thank you again to my panelists. I really appreciate your being here. And I appreciate everyone in the audience and all the time you took to actually be here and, and listen in and have a discussion in the room chat, which has been uh, hopping as we go here. <laughs> and uh, yeah, thank you very much. If you are interested in checking out the latest audio branding podcast, that is the link at the top here. You can have a look or a listen. And you're welcome to reach out to me in uh, any way that you can, that you feel that you want to reach out to me through my profile here. If you have suggestions or comments that you want to make for the, uh, the club here. And thank you very much. I'm just going to let everybody go and have a wonderful rest of their thank day. You, Jody. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jody. Thanks. Thank, thank you, Gina. Thanks, thank you, Steve. Thank Good you, Ahmed. Good to see everyone. And Great everybody. You. Good to hear everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that's the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, why not tell a friend about this podcast? It's available in all the usual locations. Until next time. <laughs>